The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Today's episode of Tables, Others and Chairs is brought to you by our sponsors, Faces Wrestling. Head over to faceswrestling.com for money off heavy metal wrestling merch. Use the code OTHERS, that's A-T-H-E-R-S, to get 20% off all Jimmy Havoc, B Priestley and Travis Banks merch. Once again, that's Faces Wrestling. episode of Tables, Others and Chairs here on the HTM Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Others, and I'm coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. But I am not alone. It's a special crossover episode. <laughs> and uh, we have one of the HTM Podcast stalwarts. It is uh, Big Joe from Turnbuckle Talk. It's the Joe and Joe show today, my friend. Indeed it is. <laughs> That's a, a first time for everything. Now, I, I hear, to kind of kick things off here, uh, I don't mean to to kind of overstep my boundaries here, but uh, with you being the main host, but I'm a main host too, so it's uh, a little hard to play in the guest here. Apparently, you've got some big stuff going on across the pond, as you like to say. Uh, yeah, the, um, the last like six or seven hours in the UK British wrestling scene has been absolutely crazy. Uh, things all started off around about noon our time today. Um, OWE, the uh, Oriental Wrestling that have links uh, with AEW Wrestling, they mm-hmm. were going to do a big UK tour, uh, three dates, I believe, um, middle to the end of September next month. Yep. Uh, inexplicably, these dates have been called off. And it's, it's very strange, uh, Chima, obviously, as you know, he's got big, uh, big role in a OWE. Uh, he replied to the tweet, "What's happening?" So even the guy that's in charge of OWE doesn't exactly know what's going on, hmm. why this has been cancelled. Um, there's been lots of tweets from the OWE uh, UK Twitter page, and uh, it's been a case of tweet and delete. Uh, <laughs> God knows what's going on over here. All very mysterious, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of fans out of pocket, and uh, just as important, uh, a lot of wrestlers with cancelled bookings. Uh, I noticed that one company already over here in the UK, uh, Tidal Wrestling, uh, they've picking up the slack. Uh, they've done a uh, kind of an impromptu show happening on one of the dates, which is a, a Wednesday, I want to say either the 18th or 19th mm-hmm. of September. And a, a, a couple of guys that had come over for the tour, um, uh, both uh, Chikara wrestlers, uh, I think it's Ophidian and Solo Darling, they'll be appearing at uh, Tidal Wrestling, and I, I believe that is on Wednesday, the 18th of September, one of the cancelled dates. So 
good to see that uh, companies over here in the UK uh, getting behind the talent that have had uh, their dates cancelled. Question for you, Joe. Now, over there, obviously, you know, with a uh, you know, spoiler, I'm, uh, I've kind of become the, the producer of, uh, of your podcast here that I know obviously I listen to you a lot. Now, of course, I always hear you, you talking about that there's uh, tons of promotions in, in that little country of yours over there. And is this kind of the norm with everybody kind of uh, pulling together and uh, having to do something like this? Is that kind of par for the course? Does that happen very much? Yeah, um, if these people that's over here, uh, example from the States or from Canada, and mm-hmm. um, they're over here for like an extended period of time, like two or three weeks, you'll have uh, a bunch of guys, a bunch of companies look at the dates, uh, how long they're here for, and like say three companies or four want to use said talent, they'll kind of pull together and, and split the money four ways for the flights split the money for hotels, kind of making things a little bit cheaper. So, like, if you're getting, like, a high-quality import, uh, example, Super Smash Brothers, obviously now known as the Dark Order, Mm -hmm. they were over the UK before they, uh, just before they went to AEW, and uh, they appeared in places like Attack Pro Wrestling and uh, Tidal Championship Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'd imagine that them companies uh, would help split the uh, airfare to uh, save money, not only for themselves, uh, but also, you know, as, as kind of help for the, the uh, talent that are flying in, splitting the difference with hotels and things like that. Nice. Now, with that OWE over there, that's not the only thing going on, right? Oh, no, no. That's the <laughs> but wait, there's more. The oh, there's, there's a hell of a oh, lot. Oh, man. Um, this Sunday, uh, a show that I was very much looking forward to, uh, a company fairly local to me, uh, Breed Pro Wrestling. Mm. Uh, they're a company that had their first show in February, uh, running in Sheffield in the north of England. Uh, they've been, you know, quietly bubbling under in the undergrap scene, uh, putting on very consistent, very good shows, you know, without the big star names, but top quality stuff. And uh, they were having kind of like their WrestleMania of the year. Uh, they were having a show called Star Cave. And uh, that <laughs> yeah. was going to be headlined by uh, David Starr, hence nice. the name at Star Cave, uh, taking on uh, Spike Trevay, who's kind of like um, a British aristocrat character, uh, very much nice. a heel, uh, very silver spoon, comes out <laughs> okay. with champagne, drinking it, spitting it in the fans' face. <laughs> well, he used to do that until fans complained, and now he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, long story short, this uh, event was going to take place in a peak cavern, uh, also known as the Devil's Arse, which is an actual real-life cave. <laughs> uh, they great. were going to have the show in a cave, um, but unfortunately, uh, shindies are going to shindy, and uh, that's not me calling Breed Pro Wrestling a shindy. Uh, another local promotion that will remain nameless, uh, apparently have gotten on to the local council, as Star Cave, we're going to have a death match uh, featuring Gene Money and uh, you may be aware of this uh, particular wrestler, Martina the Session Moth, who's mm. uh, appeared quite a few times yeah. on the American independent scene. Well, uh, the death match, uh, I think they've used that as an excuse to uh, complain to the council. And, well, I've got a statement here from Breed Pro Wrestling okay. that uh, appeared on their website roughly about an hour ago. 
Uh, it's quite long, so bear with me, but yep. uh, I'll read it all. <clears throat> Here goes, open and honest as we can be. It's with absolute sadness and frustration we have to announce we will have to delay the cave show. We will refund those who no longer wish to attend the events. Please know how sorry we are. Here's what happened. Pete Cavan are great, and when we talked about putting on a show in the cave, they could not have been more supportive. We believe we had all the licenses we needed, and so did they. A few days ago, a complaint was made to the local council about the show being put on in the cave, and the council have informed us we need a different license none of us are aware of to put on Star Cave in the cave. That's on us. We honestly thought we had all the bases covered, and we've messed up. We hope the complaint was genuine, whatever the motivations behind it. It's come just after the cutoff point to us getting a temporary license that would have still let us bring you the show on. The situation is without risking a lot of fines and legal stuff we do not want to risk. We can't put on a show in the cave at this time. We're now faced with the dilemma of moving the show to a new date. We, of course, do not want this to happen, but it's the only possible way that we can get Starcave to happen. We have tried every other alternative, including moving the show to a different venue, but we cannot get the paperwork through in time. We're aiming to host Starcave in the first half of October, but we cannot confirm a date until we have all the correct licenses in place. We promise this will be the best show that we can produce under the circumstances. We're grateful beyond belief to anyone who still attends our show and sees what we think will be our biggest card to date. And we are completely understand those. Sorry, this makes no sense. Understand those who this no longer holds any interest for. If you'd like your tickets to be refunded, please let us know. We would love you to stick with us through this difficult time and witness what will undoubtedly be a great show in Pete Cavern when we get there. Every refund requested will be honoured. No questions asked. As fans and a company, we're heartbroken we have let down so many of you fans. The fans, the wrestlers, the referees, the photographers, and those who just wanted to watch the VOD next week. Breed would be nothing without you guys, and we're going to do everything we possibly can in our power to put this right and give you one of the most unique wrestling experiences you'll ever have. Again, we apologize for the mess that this situation is. It's on us. None of us wanted this to happen as we're just as excited for us to be there as you to be there on this wonderful show. Please contact us if you have any issues. We will do our hardest to fix them. The Breeding Ground Invitational Show this Saturday night at X will still be taking place as expected. So there you go. Wow. Uh, I got to say, whoever wrote that whole piece there, excellent job, worded very non, it it definitely didn't feel like one of those typical WWE press releases that feel just like a bunch of corporate BS. Whoever worded that, you know, just right from the heart, very honest, very, uh, very straightforward. Uh, I like it. And uh, good job reading it too, by the way. Yeah, it was quite long. Uh, I only read it once before, and yeah. I'll be honest, I kind of skimmed through it. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, yesterday I was going down to uh, interview uh, Mitch, 
who's uh, one of the owners, one of the founders of Breed. Yep. Uh, literally, I got halfway there to where I was meeting him, and he told me to turn around, something come up. I told him that I was already on the tram and I was virtually there. He was saying, oh, come then, I, I need to have a pint anyway. I need to talk to somebody about this mess. And, uh, yeah, he basically went on to tell me everything that had happened. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to divulge names because, uh, one, I don't want to betray his trust. Yep. Two, I don't want to get sued by the people that uh, actually did kind of grass on them. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, they told me just like the, the logistics of running this show. Yeah. They're, they're £450 out of pocket just on hiring um, portable toilets alone for the cave. Wow. And they're, they're non-refundable. Uh, they also flew over talent from uh, Ireland. Uh, they flew over um, Daniel Maccabee, who's an independent worker from America, mm -hmm. especially for these two shows. Obviously, they'll get use out of him on the Saturday. Yeah. But the, the big money was on on the show that was on Sunday. So, yeah, my, my heart goes out to everybody like at Breed behind the scenes there, and especially mm -hmm. I, I think the thing that can't be forgot, as well as fans that are gonna miss out on on traveling they might have booked trains and hotels that are non-refundable you've also got to think of the workers that are going to miss out on a booking now on the mm. sunday it's just this type of behavior like other companies go into uh, the council and trying to get shows cancelled in in 2019 it's absolutely deplorable behavior it's it's carny at the end of the day it's it's absolutely carny what um with this too, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember where I was going to go with this here. That, um, yeah, because I, I hear you, I've been hearing you for, for weeks kind of priming and uh, hyping up the show. I'm like, I, I've never heard of a, of a wrestling show being in a cave. I mean, that, that would have just been just the originality factor that is through the roof. But for this death match to happen in a cave, what, I, I don't understand the, what's the special thing that needs to happen for this match to happen there i mean those are do they like the permits like I, I i can't quite wrap my head around why that would be an issue what's required there i've no i've no idea myself. they're not planning on blowing I mean, up the ring or anything are they like you know no, it's like, no 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 to be fair um gene money and martina are both very much uh, comedy style wrestlers yeah um that that the whole gimmick is that they had a match i think it was on the second ever show at Sheffield City Hall. Mm -hmm. And uh, the match never ended, technically. Oh, it was like a no-holds-barred match. And now, whenever they bump into each other at shows, it's like, oh, this match has been going on for 86 <laughs> days. This match has been going on for 122 days. And uh, at the last show, there was like, this match has been going on for blah, blah days. <laughs> this shit's got to end. And uh, it's got to end in the cave in a death match. And it got a huge pop from the mm. crowd. It's one of the marquee matches. Um, David Starr and Spike Trevay, also a huge match. Uh, the, uh, there was a big trios match that was going to happen. Uh, more than hype, that uh, uh, Irish trio that uh, performed uh, primarily at OTT Wrestling in Ireland. Uh, they were going to take on Schaudenfreude, which is uh, the team of Chris Brooks and uh, Aussie Open, mm -hmm. who uh, performed against Gorillas of Destiny at Royal Quest at the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of big names uh, in the British scene and beyond on this card. Uh, I knew a lot of people that had never been to a breed event that were making the uh, trip from down south to go to this 
purely for the setting, purely for the fact that it was going to be wrestling in a cave. And uh, yeah, I'm not mm. sure that they'll be able to go to the uh, the rearranged date. And it's it's a shame for all involved. It's a shame for Breed. It's a massive shame for the fans, and it's a shame for the wrestlers involved as well. Yeah, it's too bad. And, and of course, uh, you know, and uh, your listeners know because uh, they listen to us on the uh, HDM podcast, podcast network. Shameless plug there. That um, everybody knows that. Hey, I'm a I'm a fan of of comedic wrestling. Orange Cassidy. I'm one of the few cheerleaders out there for this guy. And when it comes to comedy and wrestling, especially kept in the context of wrestling, hey, I dig it. Orange Cassidy's got a huge following over here. He's appeared many a time at um, Fight Club Pro over in Wolverhampton. Uh, yeah. A big, big, big love for Orange Cassidy over here in the UK. What's your overall take uh, on this? Uh, I'm curious because, you know, we know Carl's uh, take on it. We, know, we definitely know Jericho's take on it. Uh, what is your, your, your take on Orange Cassidy while we're on it, Joe? I think Orange Cassidy is, you know, he's never going to be a top guy. No. But I think like wrestling for me is uh, a variety show. It's like a circus. Yep. I think um, the circus would be very boring if it was all jugglers. It'd be all very boring if it was trapeze artists. I think variety is the spice of life, and, and you've got to have different type of characters. And Yeah, I can understand where people are coming from and saying that Orange Cassidy's uh, character or, or shtick can get a bit boring if you yep. see it a lot, but... I think he's very different, and I think uh, if you put him in different scenarios, I think he's a very interesting character. I think it's putting the character in with different types of people. Like, how would he go on against the Jimmy Havoc in a hardcore match? Mm -hmm. How would he go on against, you know, a big, powerful guy? How would he act in a tag team situation or trios? Because it looks like now he's going to be a member of the Best Friends. Yes. I think it's just, it's basically how you utilize him and, and how you put him in different situations. Because recently, because we've talked about it quite a bit on Turnbuckle Talk, that um, about, uh, about Orange Cassidy and how I, I'm a fan of him. And I, I've been getting a lot of messages and whatnot recently of people asking me, like, why? And people, obviously, that, that are on the, on the other side of it have absolutely him. And they're like, Joe, why why are you a fan of Orange Cassidy? And I, I think where it all kind of stems from is – I'm I'm a big fan of physical comedy. Like when it comes to, hey, when it comes to like Mr. Bean, which I was a huge fan uh, as a kid and still watch quite a bit to this day. Whose line is it anyway? Um, comedians like Chris Farley. When I, I I really like physical comedy, so when I see somebody like Orange Cassidy or Cole Cabana and he's and whatnot uh, doing this kind of stuff, it, it's right in my wheelhouse. I I I, I like physical comedy. So this comedy shtick in wrestling it appeals to me. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I totally understand how some people don't dig it, and that's absolutely oh, cool. Oh, for sure, I think yeah. it'd be all boring if we all like the same thing. Yep. But, uh, yeah, for me, there's definitely a place for comedy in wrestling, and I think it's the fact that Orange Cassidy is also a very good wrestler when he wants to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just a character where he's a very lethargic, very nonchalant. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think he's a great wrestler, and uh, I think the fact when he does bust it out eventually fans in a AEW will be very impressed with the guy's skill set well I, I, I tell everybody if you want to see him actually work a match there was a, a match done in beyond wrestling over i believe it was over in the u.s of him and kylie ray who i mean we know about her now as well which the, that's a damn shame that uh, it looks like her career might be done but uh orange cassie and her ha had a match and 
Cassidy had to work in that match, and I thought he did pretty damn well for himself, and it made her look very good as well. So the dude can wrestle. I mean, if you look at some of his early work, you know, he's um, he has he had very much like a luchador kind of style, and uh, and can work very various styles. But he just he chooses to do the the comedy shtick, and you really can't argue against the results. I mean, you're seeing him everywhere. And I wasn't really shocked when he got signed by AEW as a lot of other people were. Oh, precisely. I think he's a great talent. And and like you say, it's it's just about having a, a variety. I think um, one thing I will say about AEW is uh, they've got a very eclectic mix. Absolutely. It's not just body guys. It's not just the indie darlings. Like yeah, your young books and your Kenny Omegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a good mixture of, of big guys, small guys. Um, you've got a, a very good mixture also in the women's division. It's not all you know, just your your cookie cutter swimsuit models. Uh, there's some the great talent in there uh, from head to toe in in the male, female, and the tag team division. What can you say about that? It's it's probably the best tag team division in the world, especially now. LAX have joined. I've, I've always yeah. rated them highly. Um, I got to see them in a tag team tournament over here in the UK. Uh, Fight Club Pro's Dream Tag Team Invitational. Uh, in the semi-finals, it was them versus the uh, Lucha Brothers. That was one hell of a match, and I'm looking forward to seeing that program develop in a AEW. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think looking at the landscape of the other companies when it comes to tag team wrestling, I th- I think that not only are I think that they have the best tag team division, I don't think that there's even really any close competition to be perfectly honest with you, and and that's saying quite a bit, you know. Given you know that we still have Gorillas of Destiny and some of these other tag teams still active, I, I think that just depth wise, AEW's got the best one, and that, and you can see from all the events that they put on, even coming up before television, that the 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 focus and one of the main things has been tag team wrestling almost every other match on these cards have been tag team matches so it's clear that they're uh, they're invested and they they really want to make that a thing and so far i gotta say mission accomplished absolutely without a shadow of a doubt um it's not even funny how, how stacked the uh, AEW tag team division is and and that's coming from a guy that's not been massively high on uh, the AEW shows that have been happening so far yep. uh, i'm not saying they've been bad shows but uh, there's certainly a few uh kinks and wrinkles that they need to uh, iron out before they uh, go on TNT in a few weeks. Speaking of kinks and uh, AEW, what do you say we maybe we take a bit of a brief break here, Joe, and then we're going to come back with some uh, some really weird shenanigans maybe going on with AEW. Sure thing, man. What up, fam? This is LP live at your call. You are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. Too sweet. Hello, this is the future Prime Minister of Great Britain, Zack Sabre Jr., and you are listening to Tables, Others, and Chairs. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm going to talk a bit more about the uh, old UK scene, as well as some uh, crazy business going down (laughs) in AEW, and uh, we're not talking about the show, we're talking about after that all-out event, Uh, Chris Jericho, interesting dude. How, how I, I saw this and I honestly thought it was a joke. And in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking that maybe it is or it's a work or whatever you want to call it. He lost the belt. There's no other way to, to even say it. He lost it. 
Yeah, um, what was he at? A long, a longhorn steakhouse or something? How does this and, uh, happen? I don't know. Maybe oh. on a, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> I, I mean, he's held championship title matches in WCW and WWE, and I'm, I'm sure he's had to carry those those belts around too. Uh, I mean, did he just get caught with his pants down? Like, I, I, I'm really scratching my head on this one, Joe. I really am. Part of me thought at first this was a work, and then I saw that the. Uh, I still think it is. <laughs> I still there was, think it is. Yeah, but there was a police. They like, pulled that post, filed, by the way. And it, it said, it said, Chris, like quotations, Jericho quotations, Irving. Yep. And I'm sure there are laws about falsifying police reports. Yep. But what's interesting is if you go on to that that the police the, their Facebook page that post is not there anymore. So, hey, conspiracy uh, horsemen, have at it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that all of this was like legit, and he he, he literally did like lose the title. Something mm-hmm. to do with like a, a luggage mix-up in in the hired limo, and I thought, yeah, okay, maybe he he has lost it, and then. When they did the promo of Jericho uh-huh. in like the jacuzzi, and he's wearing the scarf and he's draped in the water and he's just like there being yep. dead serious, and he pours himself a glass of champagne and drinks from the bottle, I was like, okay, this has got to be a total work. Yep. Either that or they're just making the best of a very bad situation. You know what? At the end of the day, though, whether it's a work or whether it's actually happened or whatnot, the fact that it's kind of become the buzz and everybody's talking about it and people on the fans, not sure. I, I think that it's almost kind of a, believe it or not, it might not appear so to the, the casual observer out there. I think it's almost a blessing in disguise and having Chris Jericho in the situation. I mean, th- this guy's the master of thinking on his toes and, and reinventing himself and coming up with cool, interesting ideas on the fly. Th- this could turn to something really interesting to execute it properly, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, what's that saying? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly, Everybody's right? talking about AEW. Everyone's talking about the AEW championship. Yep. I'm sure that everybody now, with all the memes that have popped up, <laughs> I've been guilty of posting a few of them on Twitter myself. Yeah. Everybody know, knows what that championship belt looks like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting, and I'm curious to see if maybe they can take that ball and run with it and even have some fun. Um, maybe even at some people's expense. Who knows? It's crazy. I yeah. mean, if if this is an accident and they've made it into a good situation, then kudos to Chris Jericho. Yeah, I think he's he's really like fallen on his feet with this one, for sure. Well, since this was kind of an impromptu show here uh, for you, Joe, um, for uh, kind of our last topic uh, for this year, I, I found something that uh, I just kind of told you briefly about, but uh, we'll kind of get into it. And honestly, when I saw this, uh, I very much almost kind of Jim Cornette style had my head explode. But here, here's the deal. Now, how familiar are you with American television, Joe? Uh, it depends. If it's fairly okay. recent, not great. If it's like old school, then yeah, maybe. Okay. So just, I believe this just happened to you or the, the day previous. It's the, the 2019 People's Choice Awards. This is a legitimate thing done through network televisions of where they, they poll people to see what their favorite television shows are. And then they do like an award ceremony and there's other categories and whatnot. This is the list of the nominees for Best TV Show of 2019. Okay. Let me rephrase that statement. Best show 
of 2019. Here are the nominees. We have Game of Thrones, everybody's familiar with. Grey's Anatomy, which is uh, still fairly popular to the best of my knowledge. Stranger One Things. One of my wife's favorites. <laughs> Stranger Things, which is uh, also very popular. Walking Dead, uh, of course. Mm. Big Bang Theory, which is a, a popular uh, sitcom over here uh, in the U.S., of course, and in Canada where I'm at. A uh, show called This Is Us. Riverdale, which is a modern kind of uh, horror kind of adaptation of uh, the Archie Comics series, and WWE Monday Night Raw is in this category listed for best TV show of 2019. Um, My question is, uh, how, why, what, where, when, who? (laughs) Is this the best TV show to cure insomnia? Um, I don't know, Joe. Um, I want to know who put this on this list because again, like I've stated, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just a WWE hater Um, for me when it comes down to, to negativity or starting WWE, I'm I'm just, I'm a person when I see something that I feel is kind of a miss, I I, I call it the way I see it. And to, to even consider them one of the best shows on TV right now, to me, there's just, there's no chance. Uh, again, I'm certainly not a WWE hater. Uh, I got into wrestling from watching. Yeah, WWE. we all love WWE. WWF, obviously, as yeah. a kid. Um, I have people, I wouldn't say I'm friends, but acquaintances <clears throat> that work for uh, NXT UK. Yep. So, yeah, I, I certainly don't hate the WWE. I, I always watch uh, NXT and NXT UK when I can. Um but nah, I'll, I'll be honest. I checked out of watching Raw and, and SmackDown years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually just catch up with uh, bullet points that I need to know what's going on in the show on YouTube. I think that's the best way to watch it. It's uh, short, concise. You can get through the three hours in about 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what were the other shows? The Walking Dead. I kind of fell out of that when... Uh, yeah. Negan came into the the equation. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I thought the last series of that sucked. Up to there, it was absolutely great. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. That's kind of a hospital drama type thing, isn't it? Yep. Um, all of these shows have a constant narrative where things happen and they follow on to the next show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Raw. You can really say that's been happening a lot nope. recently. But uh, I will give them credit where credit is due i think the last couple of weeks they've uh started to kind of you know put storylines kind of out there in the mix the whole uh daniel Bra- oh that's not even raw is it that's smart that's smart uh, it's king, of the, king of the ring i guess i yeah. suppose that's kind of a, a continuous thing mm-hmm. um uh bray wyatt i guess that's good that, that is a big upside <laughs> for that's sure probably the only plus thing i can give raw these yeah. days uh yeah, um, I don't know. It depends if like companies have any influence on who gets nominated for these type of things. It's not like the WWE, a short of uh, millions of dollars of blood money that they can throw at uh, executives yes. to get put in the race for things. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Uh, one more thing before we do actually wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another piece of breaking news here in the UK. We'll play the sound. Uh, we'll play the sound. We have breaking news, folks. Yep. Uh, the breaking news is that uh, Southside Wrestling, uh, an organization that's been going on over here in the UK for many a year, I think at least nine, maybe even ten years, 
there's been all kinds of international talent that have stepped into the ring at Southside. Uh, I remember seeing an absolute war between uh, Tommy End, now known obviously as Alistair Black, and uh, Sammy Callahan, where they had like a street fight all the way through the arena. Absolutely brutal stuff. People like El Ligero now, who works at NXT UK. Uh, Will Ospreay, uh, he was a regular at uh, Southside Wrestling. Uh, only about 40 minutes ago, according to this post, Southside Wrestling is set to close. Uh, and it has wow. been an even bigger bombshell. They've been bought out by Rev Pro Wrestling. Wow. Uh, I've got a brief statement here from uh, the owner of Southside, Ben Old. Uh, it is with a heavy heart that we've decided to close Southside Wrestling after nine fantastic years. Uh, this has been in our thoughts for the last couple of years, and we have turned down various offers. However, now for us feels like the right time to sell, especially with the offer from RevPro that will enable us to continue doing the things we love, continue our connection with the fans without having to worry about all the stress that goes with it. Uh, it's another very long statement. Uh, I'll just get to the meat and potatoes of it near the end. Our very last Southside show will be on the 26th of October. Then we will be running from November under the Rev Pro banner. Uh, please continue to support us. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Um, another company, uh, I guess, ceasing trade. I mean, Defiant Wrestling went uh, the beginning of August, and uh, now it looks like Southside closing their doors and uh, they will be rev pro part of the rev pro uh, going forward could this be with uh, new japan maybe tied with the new japan expansion because we know rev pro obviously is uh, involved with new japan could this be them maybe limiting some of the competition could it be maybe something like that um i'm not 100 percent sure um to be fair as, as the statement from and the owner is Southside alluded to it's something that he's been uh, toying with mm -hmm. for a few years getting out of the wrestling business um, Southside shows over here uh, have been known over the last couple of years for, for talent to pull out at the last minute uh, for other That's bookings whether it be NXT UK or, or Rev Pro or other things like that and obviously last minute cancellations scrambling around for talent this would obviously frustrate anybody, obviously the Southside uh, yeah. owner. Maybe it just got all, all a bit too much for him. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be kept on in some capacity. That's good. So, uh, yeah, uh, another British indie falling by the wayside. And uh, RevPro, obviously a good get for RevPro. Uh, RevPro mainly their shows down south in, in London and Portsmouth, uh, Southside tend to operate in the uh, Stevenage and, and St. Neots area. Uh, they also do the odd show up where I live, near Sheffield. Uh, be interesting to see if they're going to carry on with them. More northern-based show now that they've been taken over by a, a predominantly southern company. Uh, I hope that, that this doesn't become the norm too, Joe, that, uh, you know, that every week they have an episode we are losing another company because, I mean, the, you guys have got wrestling all over the place. They're going to be ashamed to start seeing a whole bunch of them closed down because um, 
Because then less companies means less competition, and I mean then then the the quality of the products tend to kind of decline. Whereas you know we've seen that with WWE and what can result from that kind of situation. So hopefully this doesn't become the normal there, because that'd be a shame. Because you guys you have a real hotbed of wrestling over there. We do. I mean, this weekend showed you. I mean, we had uh, the Summer Sizzler event from Rev Pro at York Hall. I think that was like a one thousand two hundred sellout at York Hall, and uh, the next day you had I think it was excess of six thousand for the Royal Quest show at the Copper Box. And I think there was roughly around 5,000 at the uh, Motor Point Arena in Cardiff or uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the demand for wrestling in the UK is still here. I mean, you hear a lot of the old, oh, Britress is dead, WWE have killed Britress. And yeah. That couldn't be further from the truth. There's still a, a, a lot of guys, a lot of talented indie wrestlers over here. In the UK, there's still a lot of great promotions out here. It's a... Uh, it's about finding that new talent to take over from the guys that have moved on to NXT and NXT UK. Uh, you've lost a, a, a basically a, a real good generation uh, crop of guys from the Indies. It looks like going forward now, you're going to have no more uh, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, um, and other guys that will be appearing in the UK. Uh, but that's up to the next crop of youngsters to take over that mantle. Whenever somebody moves on, there's always spaces to be filled up. Absolutely. Okay, uh, I think we'll wrap things up from there. Uh, Carl, thank, uh, Carl, Joe, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Uh, would you like to give out any uh, social media and plugs for Turnbuckle Talk before we go? Yes, uh, absolutely. You can catch us on, well, you catch a, a couple different times of the week uh, since we do release on a couple different platforms here. You can catch us on Tuesdays uh, at our own um, Podbean page and, of course, at thegrillaposition.com. And on Wednesdays, we drop at the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. And to find us on social media, you can find us at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitters. Awesome stuff. And if you want to get in contact with myself, uh, Twitter at Others Shares. Uh, if you want to join the Facebook discussion group, it's at Tables, Others and Chairs message board over on Facebook. And uh, feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tables, Others and Chairs. And obviously subscribe to HTM Podcast Network, where you get shows like myself, Turnbuckle Talk with Joe, uh, Wrestle Podcast with Robin Nelson. PW Hustle and uh, HTM Podcast with the uh, big boss man, Jargo and RBV. That's it for this week. We will catch you again next week. If you're going to any wrestling over this weekend, have an awesome time. Stay safe and I will catch you next week. Ta-ra! Six eyes, I got a garbage brain that's driving me insane. And I don't like a ride, so push that bastard aside. And baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare, cause I'm a reborn man.
faggot using gym warfare. <laughs> Oh, my God. 